this time on Holy Ghost Notes. I can't wait to get my hands on this kit. My life is complete! There are no rules. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Just be quiet. God, that punk. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. My name is Matt Greiner, and I am with my co-host, Tim Anderson. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you all, and Happy New Year to you, Tim. 2023 is here. We have defied the odds. We didn't think we'd make it to six mm-hmm. months. I mean, some of us didn't think we'd make it to six weeks. And um, we're still here. And in all honesty, it is amazing that we can keep a podcast going through all of the crazy chaos of life and still be consistent two times mm-hmm. a month. Uh, it's something we, we both have built into our routine. So I guess on one hand, it's like, well, it's, it's really not that difficult. Yeah. Um, but you fill your days with whatever you want to fill your days with. And this is one more <laughs> thing you have to do. It's like... Yeah. I really enjoy doing this. I, I probably enjoy doing it more than ever because uh, for a lot of reasons, but I like I like um, that we are friends and I get to talk to you every two weeks. And, and that's honestly about all we get to yeah. talk. And, and that's that's fine. It, it's it's not um, it's not like we're the kind of friends that need to, you know, hang out and see each other a whole lot. Right. We can catch up quite a bit while having the unique experience of recording our conversation for mm-hmm. podcasts. That's right. So I really enjoy it. And I enjoy, like we just talked about in pre-roll, the fact that we can talk about things that um, sharpen each other Mm -hmm. as friends and uh, as brothers. Um, You know, we're both Christians and we both have been through quite a few things in life and we have a lot to learn from each other. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, there's the inner circle, which is like this all-encompassing group that, Mm -hmm. that is propping us up and they are continuing the conversation after we're done talking. It's awesome. So, man, it's incredible. It. So, thank thank you, Inner Circle, for supporting us and keeping us going, helping to continue this. Mm-hmm. We are very grateful to have a podcast, and we are thankful to you for supporting us, and uh, thankful to you that uh, that listen to us each week mm-hmm. or every other week. Yeah, yeah. Thank you all. Appreciate that. So, we've got some fun topics for you guys today to kick off the new year. Uh, but before we get into that, Matt, how was your Christmas and New Year? Christmas was was really fun. I did get to the end of the holiday season, and I felt like um, I I felt like if we had another day of holidays and get-togethers, I, I'm not sure I would have been able to do it. I was just exhausted. Mm. So yeah. I was actually pretty excited for January 1st and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. But man, it was it was incredible. I had family come in from te- from Texas. My youngest brother Bucky lives down there with nice. his wife. Caleb, we call him Bucky. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was six when we started August Burns Red. Wow. He would sit there and watch us practice, and our first vocalist John Hershey would be screaming, of course, mm-hmm. and Bucky would see that, and as a six year old, he would think, I really want to imitate that. You know, I see someone doing something and okay, I'm going to try it. And so he would, he would scream and, and I I don't know what he could understand about it, but he would just like pick a few words Mm -hmm. and scream them after practice and it would make all of us laugh. That's funny. Now Bucky is, uh, 25 married years Mm -hmm. old living in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome to see him. Uh, most of our family was together over the holidays 
I'd say my my favorite thing for sure was just the fact that it was my first time celebrating Christmas with my wife, our first Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. We started some new traditions, um, and I actually wrote on a Microsoft Word document what we want our traditions to be, oh, cool. forming them the first year. So it's like, all right, Saturday night for our Christmas Eve, um, we're going to open one stocking, we're going to get shrimp, and we're going to watch um, you know, Christmas Vacation. I, yeah. I forget exactly what it was, but it was something like that. There was a flow yeah, to yeah. it. There was food. And and so that was pretty cool. I stashed that away in the filing cabinet so next year we can look at it and be like, what did we do last year? Mm-hmm. And then there's space to add on yeah. for the future uh, of our family and, and just keep building traditions. So I like that, that was really, really cool just to have someone else in my house that I get to share this with and start something new instead of yeah. it being... Um, whatever I want it to be, and then I go over to my parents. Mm-hmm. Right, so. right. Um, New Year's was fun. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a huge dancer. Like, I, I don't really love dancing, and I, I don't love large groups of people dancing around me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we went to a party where there was that, both of those <laughs> things, and I loved it. I had the yeah. best time. <laughs> I had the best time. Hopefully it's, you didn't rip your pants this time. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do that. <laughs> I learned my lesson, but um, yeah, that was that was really great. So, how about That's you, man? Awesome, man. Yeah, uh, Christmas was nice. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before, but having the kids, you know, kind of brings this extra layer of excitement to Christmas mm-hmm. because they're just you know loving it, eating it all up. Um, right. So there was a lot, lot, you know, a lot of traditions that we kind of have built leading up to Christmas, and then obviously Christmas Day is like the epitome of all of that excitement. Um, built up so uh but it was really nice and uh what my video stopped let me just start okay. that again now we got video back all right cool um <laughs> technical difficulty number two yeah right <laughs> um yeah so it was it was really nice um i got a uh, a sous vide um from my wife which i don't know if you know what that is but if you go to uh like a fancy steakhouse for instance and you order a steak a certain way, like medium, medium well, medium rare, rare, whatever. Um, they basically have these airtight packages of meat, of steak, sitting in water and the sous vide sits in that water, keeping it at a certain temp. And oh, those cool. steaks can pretty much sit in there for hours without overcooking. It just kind of keeps, keeps them at the right temperature. And then all they do is throw it on a grill to sear it real quick. And then you're done. So uh, it's pretty much the one of the best ways, in my That's opinion, incredible. to make like steak or or like I I struggle with pork actually I always yeah mistake like mess up pork in the oven and Pork's stuff tough. so so this is a way that I can actually cook these meats and know that they're cooked properly to the right temperature mm-hmm. they've been sit- I could have them in there all day not even worry about mm-hmm. it and then just you know throw it in sear it and then I'm done um, so I'm very excited to use that. Um, I make a lot was of she, meat for was myself. Was she able so. to keep it a surprise? Or she did was. You... Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, impressive. actually. So, uh, yeah, we were able to keep our gifts surprises from each other through purchasing items, like through uh, family members and oh, <laughs> other okay. Amazon accounts and stuff like that. So it was being shipped yeah. to other people, and then we just kind mm-hmm. of hit it. Um, so, so it did work out, and uh, 
it was it was fun. Uh, actually, the the most impressive part is that she didn't tell me what it was before Christmas because she is awful. <laughs> she gets so excited when she buys something, yeah, and she sometimes she'll be like, "Hey, guess what? I bought you your Christmas present today." I was like, "Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Cool." <laughs> and she'll be like, "Do you want to know what it is?" Uh-huh. <laughs> like, no, just wait till Christmas. Are you sure you don't want to yeah. know? I'm just I'm sure? just gonna tell you. I'm just gonna tell you what it yeah. is. <laughs> so, so I'm actually pretty impressed that that didn't happen. But yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. you've been married for quite a few years, so she's had some practice. Yeah. And she has. She's Maybe better. <laughs> is she the same way with the kids where it's like it's hard for her to keep a secret from them or maybe it's hard for them to leave it be a secret? Uh, so sometimes what happens is so she she um, she buys gifts when they're on sale. Like she is mm-hmm. like on top of when things go on sale. So she'll buy like Christmas gifts or Easter gifts or whatever gift. Um like sometimes a year in advance if it's on right. sale and it makes sense and then she'll stash it away somewhere. Usually we'll forget about it forget right. to even add it to the Christmas list of presents or whatever. But uh, sometimes it'll be brought out early if it makes sense. Like, oh, hey, guess what? I got you something. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but she's usually, with the kids, I think um, there's a, a, a certain level of her wanting it to be more exciting and more of a surprise mm-hmm. and have them open something. Whereas for me, it's just like there's not a whole lot of excitement with me opening it. It's right. more of the excitement of actually getting the gift and using it. Right. She also got me a bread maker which was, I think, more of a gift for herself. <laughs> like, hey, here's a bread maker. Now you can make the bread yeah, <laughs> for me. the family. It's great. Uh, well, but I actually, I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> so, yeah. So here's it was a good. gift. Oh, thank, you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, gift for the whole family. Uh, but yeah, it was a nice. really, really nice time. Really nice Christmas. Uh, fun, fun New Year's. Ringing in the New Year's with uh, with some friends. Pretty low key. Just you know, mm-hmm. all the apps you could dream of and. Some good drinks oh, and yeah. stuff, and mm-hmm. late night, you know. Did but, you uh, play any card games, board games, oh, anything yes. like that over the holidays? Uh, games yeah. are pretty much my my lifeblood. <laughs> if I don't have games, yeah. similar to drumming, if I'm not playing games, I'm, yeah. I'm not a fun person to be around. Right, yeah. So we <laughs> played, um, so Annie introduced me to Code Names probably mm, two years great. ago, and I really, uh, I really like that game. Uh, we played that a couple times, but um, we played. We just played a lot of board games. Uh, we played Scrabble, which I haven't played okay. in years, and I loved. I love that game. That is a great game. That was that was another highlight over the holidays. If you haven't played a board game in a while, find a friend or ask your spouse, partner, um, family member, get a group together and and play. It's 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 really yeah. a, a fun way to do something different if if it's not something you do often. Yeah. And it's it's just I very, 100% very agree fun, with very that. Very relaxing. And if with your yeah, with your partner if you're married, playing games together is so healthy. Like Yeah. Um there's actually there's a card game called Flux, F L U X X that my wife and I just love playing together. Like mm-hmm. if we have the opportunity if we're at a hotel, we'll make sure we bring it with us. If we're uh, if we have a night alone, like it's pretty much Flux is coming out. We're gonna play Flux because it's amazing. <laughs> what is the nature of the game? What, what there's, what's there the... are no rules, so okay. literally the rules change. Like the goal, the way to win changes as you play certain cards, and you can okay. change those rules to your advantage. And mm-hmm. basically, it's you know somewhat luck of the draw. Um, I think there's probably some strategy to it because my wife beats me like 95% <laughs> of the time. Um, <laughs> so uh-huh. it can't be all luck. Otherwise, it'd be more like a 60-40 or, you know, something like that. <laughs> this is more like a 90-10. Um, but, um, but, yeah, it's, there's, there's, uh, 
You basically just play your cards right and, you know, build up hands. And But you, you could lose your hand. You could uh, only be yeah. able to hold a certain number of cards based on what card is down. The goal of mm-hmm. the... It's, it's crazy. You should hmm. definitely check it out. It's fun. We mm-hmm. also discovered one called The Mole, which was uh, a, gi- a gift from my brother this Christmas, which was a lot of okay. fun. We played that with uh, with our friends on uh, on New Year's Eve. And um, another I think one I've called heard Puns of, of Anarchy. Yeah, the mole was great. We had a lot of fun with that one. Puns of Anarchy, mm-hmm. was all, we also played like three or four times over the course of the holidays. So uh-huh. that was fun. Uh, but, did you, yeah. speaking of games, did you hear or see anything of uh, the, the viral video of Jake shaking yeah. Wayne Gretzky's hand? <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Hilarious, man. Wow. So for those of you who haven't seen this or heard about it, Jake was invited <laughs> to go, go to the Winter out. Classic, which is a... A game that's played annually uh, outdoors. Mm-hmm. He's a big Bruins fan. The NHL invited him. He's standing with a group of people. Wayne Gretzky's walking by and just decides to shake Jake's hand instead of everyone else's. And Jake, Jake's like, he shook his hand. He turns around at the camera. He goes, I just shook Wayne Gretzky's hand. Things My are changing life is for me. complete. <laughs> Things are changing for me. He's just losing his mind. And as he's in the middle of saying me, the last word in his his exclamation, uh, the Bruins score. Yeah. And so whatever, I don't know, 20, 30, 40,000, maybe more people yeah. scream with him just, in unison. Yeah. It's almost like, I just thought it was, it's almost like they're screaming for him. Yeah, um, because he, he he's so excited about this, and then you hear like, Wah! you know, in the background, <laughs> and the commentary has been amazing. It, apparently, it was on Sports Center. Yeah, I saw my that. brother sent it to me. Uh, it was on a, I guess, a Canadian news station, and they were they were talking about. Oh, I love this guy. This guy, this guy's great. He's his life is made because of this. Whoever this guy <laughs> is, it's like a lasagna. Like he shakes this, you know, shakes Wayne Gretzky's hand, yeah. the great one, and then. All of a sudden, uh, another great thing happens, and the, the crowd cheers, and he's just, <laughs> yeah. he's, oh, this guy is just on cloud nine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, man, he's, that guy has no idea that uh, that Jake gets to live a pretty cool life, you know, yeah. has a pretty cool life with the band. But on the other side of that same coin is is my brother told me that he's been seeing a lot of um, commentary, I guess in the comment section of these videos, about how, mm. hey, that's... That's Jake from uh, from August Burns Red. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you guys know who that is? It's like, <laughs> I'm so happy for him. It's so cool that he had that yeah. opportunity to go there. We all knew that he was going, and he was mm-hmm. he was so excited about it. Oh, my gosh. And then the fact that on top of being there, there's a highlight like that that's then, yeah. <laughs> you know, they just keep, like, kicking it up a notch it's like right. first you go and then you shake Wayne Gretzky's hand then the Bruins score and then it's featured on all these news and networks. your video goes viral yeah wow it's <laughs> really funny That's so has he incredible. washed that hand since that was my question <laughs> <laughs> I hope so but. uh boy we're about to do meet and greet in about <laughs> yeah. six or seven weeks from now so We'll see. I'm sure it'll come up. That's that's true. Like yeah. people are gonna come up to the to the meet and greet or you know, up to Jake after the show and be like, So like tell me about that. That was so cool. Yeah. I saw that. I'm expecting to hear a lot of that. It is wild. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I think um oh my video stopped again. One sec. It doesn't uh, like you. It doesn't like me. 
what's going on technical today. difficulty number three yeah technical difficulties it's all good it's all good all right we're back on. well i think yeah. i i'll use that as a segue uh <laughs> to get into our episode because uh, for those that are listening, we actually put these out twice a month and mm-hmm. it's always the 10th and the 25th and today is the 9th. Mm-hmm. So by the time you're listening to this, just um, just think about the fact that that Tim, who does a lot of the legwork around here, um, is putting together this episode from the moment you're listening to it, the rest of the day, he has a bunch of other work to do. And on top of that, he'll be uh, mixing this, creating a cover photo, getting it up online and ready to go by midnight on the 10th. Yep. And, and we've been somehow successful in doing that ever since we started this podcast. It's pretty amazing if you really think you about just, it. You just get it done, you know? Yeah. It's a mindset right. thing, I think. I mean, sometimes you're constrained by time and responsibilities, but I think mm-hmm. ultimately when you care about something, you find a way to, to make it happen. And that's... yeah. And even yeah. if it's not perfect, like when I was in Europe and I had my AirPods in and I was mm-hmm. bouncing around the back of the bus, that's right. it's like, okay, if we need this to be perfect, I can't get this podcast done by the time it comes out tomorrow. But if the priority is that it comes out tomorrow, then you do whatever it takes that's right? Yeah. and you give up some of that perfection mentality and you go for the, for the guts and the glory, which is like... Yeah. That's what really matters in life, right? It's like mm-hmm. sh- it's about showing up. It's not so much about being perfect before you show up, which is something right. I need to tell myself a lot because I'm a perfectionist and I like <laughs> yeah. to be prepared before I get to the thing. Mm-hmm. But I have to remind myself often, like it's not that's not what's most important. What's most important is getting the thing done, being consistent in it, not 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 being perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it also lends itself nicely to the nature of our podcast, which is kind of unscripted, unedited, unplanned, <laughs> right? unfiltered. So. If you don't believe that, go back to the Christmas episode. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> which I got some really positive feedback on. Yeah, me too. I guess too. Not, not surprising, but... Yeah, Adam kills it every time. Yeah, that was fun. Okay. But let's get into our, our topics. So for drums, we've got uh, drum heroes is what we're talking mm-hmm. about today, um, which I'm excited about. Um, mm-hmm. I know a little bit about uh, what you're going to talk about, Matt, but I, uh, I don't think you know anything about what I'm going to talk about. So, <laughs> Ethan Luck. <laughs> Ethan Luck. <laughs> oh, by the way, Tim, I was um, I had friends or we had friends over two nights ago, hmm. and the guy the guy is a very professional, intellectual guy. I, I don't really know him that well. I'm becoming friends with him, but I was so surprised to learn that his favorite bands were Lion K. Because oh, yeah. no I, I just I just didn't anticipate someone that's <laughs> I, I don't know how to I feel like I dug myself a hole now I I feel like when I meet someone that is really put together and articulate and in the type of business setting that I met him I can't talk too much about it um, but but it was an interview format that I was invited to be a part of and that's mm-hmm. where I saw him and, and he he's just so articulate and so smart. And then for him to be sitting in my living room on my couch and telling me that his favorite bands were Lion K, I was like, what? How do you even know who that is? <laughs> yeah. that, that band's, that style, our style of music is reserved for us. Like, mm. we are underground and, you know, gritty and uh, I'm not the smartest tool in the tool sheet, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, <laughs> let's talk about Relying K. And he knew all about the band. Like, it was, it oh, was really? incredible. Wow. I'll have, to, yeah. I'll have to talk to him sometime. 
I know. Trade some uh, trade some fanboy secrets. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have a lot. Like he knew Matt Hoops. Or he yeah. knew the name, Matt Hoops. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wild. It is funny. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's surprising, especially nowadays, because you know, we're we're older now, but we grew up in mm-hmm. a time where I mean I guess it goes it's the same way as like finding out that your you know, your grandpa likes Metallica or something. You know, like that's true. It's, but uh, but for us, it's like we're in the age now where like the emo, screamo, pop punk music, like most of the people that listen to that are like in their thirties. <laughs> so, so it's not you know you run into someone in the business world and you're like, oh yeah, you like Blink One Eighty Two, you like yeah. <laughs> Newfound Glory, that's amazing. You know, I know it's so, really weird. It's funny. Well, um, okay. So our drum topic is heroes. Do you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, last night I got together with a friend named Joe Walmer. Joe Walmer is one of the nicest, kindest, most talented Mm -hmm. people I've ever met. And sitting next to him last night, after knowing him for 20 years, I, I just walk away. I shook his hand, said tonight was great, drove home and I'm driving home thinking, I am so fortunate that I that I got to meet him 20 years ago and that I'm mm-hmm. friends with him, that I get to see him. And I, it's, it's one of those things that's hard to talk about without making it sound like I'm propping him up too high, but he, he is legitimately the reason um, that, I, that a lot of things in my life came to be. Mm-hmm. And when there's someone like that in your life, it's, it's hard to describe them. It's hard to even, it's hard to talk about them without it sounding like hyperbole. So I'll do my best to keep it consistent to the truth because that's what's important and I want this to be an episode where you can you can um, learn from you know if you're listening to this you can learn from what what kind of person as a drummer you should be looking for to learn from and to study with and to stay close to and uh, that that person for me was Joe Walmer mm-hmm. so going back to the very beginning I just started playing drums and I found out about this band called Blind Influence. Blind Influence is a band that um, was in Lebanon County, Pennsylvania. And when I bought their four or five song EP, I had it in my Dodge Aries, and I was listening to the CD and I was nodding my head on the downbeat. And before long, I was on the upbeat. And before long, I was on the downbeat again. I didn't know anything about time signatures. I just knew that whatever was happening was was something intentional and something I, I didn't know how to accomplish or figure out, but I was just gonna keep listening. And it just mm-hmm. it just grabbed me. So I had the good fortune of meeting the drummer of this band, Joe Walmer, at a show. The reason I met him was because a mutual friend of ours found out that I bought Jesse Smith from Zayo's drum set. Jesse Smith was my favorite drummer back in the 2001, two, three era. We started ABR in 2003, so I was just at the very beginning. And though I had a drum set, I was looking for something else. I had a chrome-wrapped Pearl Export, big, big toms, and I was looking for something more ergonomical and just better sounding and better mm-hmm. looking, too. <laughs> so... Um, I found out about the fact that Jesse Smith lived in York, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour away, and that he was selling his drum set. Zayo was one of my favorite bands. They were on Solid State Records. I loved everything on Solid State, especially the heavy stuff. And so I convinced my dad to drive me out to York County and buy this drum set from him. 
word got around that I had bought this drum set, especially in the local scene, and it was at this show. Fast forward, a mutual friend of ours goes over to Joe and says, this kid over here just bought Jesse Smith's drum set. And I didn't know that that happened until last night. Joe told me. He's like... Really? Uh, yeah, a friend of ours was like, how'd you guys meet? And in my head, the whole thing started with me going to Blind Influence shows and talking yeah. to Joe and him being nice and then finding out where he practiced. Yeah. Yeah, but for him it was oh that's the kid that bought Jesse Smith's drum set. Wow! And, and he just put it together was, last night. That's wild. I put it together last night, and he was so funny about Tim. He's like, he's like, oh, that punk. I'm so <laughs> jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid kid. How do you get so, that drum set? So here set? you were thinking that he was just being a nice guy. Hey, can I come over and let's check out your kit? Let's see what's going on over there. Let's see what your, what your setup looks like. <laughs> and he was just like, he had some I, motives. Well, I can't wait to get my hands on this kit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, now that you say it, I'm going to have to give him a hard That's time hilarious. for that. Okay, so then the next memory I have um, after going to their shows is being at his second floor apartment. And when you walk up the stairs into this place, it, it is a bachelor pad built for a drummer. You mm. walk in and the first thing you see past the kitchen and dining room is a drum riser that, that is hand built, two by fours. It's elevated a couple inches and his drum set's on it. And when you look at this drum set, you know as a drummer, if you're listening to this, you see a drum set that's put together and organized and built in a way that looks professional you know the person playing it's going to be good hmm. you just yeah. know or they have the a lot person of money in, <laughs> well that too but but that doesn't but that that doesn't necessarily mean that the drum set's set up in a way that's ergonomical that's, that's true that's true smart mm -hmm. and that's You're what right. i saw i'd never seen anything like it before where there was a shelf system crashes up top affects symbols in the middle mm. riding hi hat on the bottom wow well if you're watching video Behind me is a drum set that looks a lot like that. Also behind me is a drum set that has effect cymbals. I had never even heard of effect cymbals before seeing his mm. kit, before hearing him play them. Splashes, mini chinas, bells. He had an LP ice bell. Wow. And when he hit this thing, it was so cool. It just popped. It just cut through the mix, cut, cut, cut through the, the band practice, you know, mm -hmm. cut through the noise. Um, and I found out, you know, Joe, where'd you get that? Dale's Drum Shop in Harrisburg. Okay. I drove over to Dale's Drum Shop. At some point, bought an LP Ice Bell. Latin percussion, Ice Bell. That was the motivator behind me designing the Blast Bell. Wow. I was looking for something that wasn't like the Zill Bell. If mm -hmm. the Zill Bell is the A of, of bells, mm -hmm. then the LP Ice Bell would be the K. Yeah, of bells and the short, short decay, but still cuts eventually through. the blast bell, yeah. darker mm -hmm. sounding, yeah. But the ice bell was like the first bell I heard that wasn't the Zill bell and and sounded similar to how I would want it to sound. It it still sounded a little bit higher pitched than what I would have wanted, but it was something in the right direction. So all of that information was coming at me from these Sunday afternoon band practices, watching Joe play with Blind Influence, and I would. I would stay after practice. Everyone would leave. I felt like I was a part of the crew. You have to understand, I was a homeschooled kid mm -hmm. that was sh that was somewhat sheltered and didn't have friends that I felt like were that I felt like understood what I liked. Yeah, you know, a lot of my friends like Dave Matthews Band and and a lot of Christian music. And for me, I was like, oh my gosh, there's this whole other world. Well, here I was in this house listening to this extremely talented progressive death metal band play these off time signature 
um, you know, rhythms and fast songs and perfect blast beats. And uh, he was my idol. I couldn't mm. believe I knew this guy. And, and I'd stay afterwards and drink coffee with him. My first cup of coffee was with Joe Walmer. Wow. And um, I'd drive home from practice, Tim, and I'd go right into my practice space and I'd start practicing. Mm. And I told Annie last night, I drove home last night from hanging out with Joe and I wanted to practice. Yeah. 20 years later, I still have that same thought and he's not even really playing drums anymore. Hmm. So to summarize this, here's someone that I mentioned in interviews and no one knows who it is. Mm-hmm. Most of you listening to this will not know who Joe Walmer is. Right. I told him last night that, um, you know, it's hard for me not to talk him up too much, but I, I do have a lot of respect for him. Even, even knowing the fact that he's, he's not even a drummer anymore. But yeah. just knowing in the beginning, he kind of took me under his wings and he showed me how to do something well and work hard at it. And what he showed me that I didn't get at the time was take care of people interested in what you're doing. Take, take interest in people who are working hard. Take, take interest in people who are on a trajectory that you can speak to. Yeah, that's what he did. And I, I guess that's what it's been all along. I just wasn't able to put my finger on it. But as I think about a hero, someone that I really idolized, someone that shaped my drumming and my um, mentality, uh, Joe Walmer is, is the guy. Hmm. And, and what's, what's really cool is, you know, he's, he's only five years older than me. He's 42, but we are friends today and we get together every so often. And well, he was at my wedding. So in, in wrapping this part up for me, I would say Tim, uh, he talked about talking to you at the wedding. Yeah. And he talked about how you guys have a few things in common. Um, and I thought it was really cool how someone that I'm friends with now, you, mm-hmm. and someone I've been friends with for a long time, you and him, yeah, um, met at my wedding and and the circles connect like yeah. the circle you know came around the right the, uh, yeah the whole way and um mm-hmm. it's just really hard to wrap my head around how yeah. how, how that all works and 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 the the fact that i didn't even you know introduce you guys you guys are just there together yeah yeah i had a lot of fun uh talking to joe he's a really down-to-earth guy and was extremely easy to talk to we kind of hit it off right away like he said yeah. we've we had a lot in common so there was you know um we never ran out of things to talk to uh mm-hmm. in fact there probably wasn't enough time sitting at that table to actually finish talking <laughs> but mm-hmm. um so we, we we hit it off right away the thing i thought was funny and hearing you talk about him is it's it's funny too because talking to him he actually idolizes you in a way um he recognizes the fact that he was, you know, doing it for longer and that he's had influence on you. Um, but he's, you know, he speaks of you with pride, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he, in, a, in a way, he looks up to how far you've come and he has that perspective. You know, he saw he saw you from day one, this, you know, snot-nosed kid trying to, you know, <laughs> learn from him. And, and now here you are, successful, professional, you know, obviously – have surpassed where he considers his success to be, you know? Mm. And, uh, and so he's like talking about you to me with this pride and this, oh, wow. like, look, he looks up to you as, you know, 
mm-hmm. someone who kind of continued on. Um, so it was How cool. many notches did you bring me down when you were talking to us? <laughs> I, like, I was like, really, Matt? Are we talking about the same guy? <laughs> no. Well, no. It, well, so where I wanted to go with this um, is, is actually probably going to be surprising to you because I was I was trying to think of who my heroes were or are, you know? And, and of course, like, I think a lot of us would attribute the name hero to people that that um, we grew up thinking about and idolizing and wanting to be like. And so like, I think about like the drummers at my churches because that was my, at least my immediate exposure to seeing someone play drums in a live setting. So I think of like Gary Schwanke, who's probably not listening to this, probably forgets about me, <laughs> but I still remember him because he was the drummer at my church. <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, like my, um, he's not my uncle, but my uncle Mark, uh, who was also a drummer at my church and I got to play, you know, go and play on his kit. And I always got really excited about that. You know, mm-hmm. so I look up to them as, as people who, um, you know, at least inspired me at some point. Then I see, you know, like you said, Reliant K, Dave Douglas, obviously is a huge inspiration to me. I've only met him a hand, handful of times. He probably doesn't know at all how much he's influenced my style of playing or how I Mm. approach drumming. Um, But, like, I was trying to really break down, like, who is, like, like my hero or, like, my biggest influence? And, Matt, you might be actually surprised by this, but I think at this point, because of how much time you and I have spent talking about drums Mm -hmm. and I've kind of, um, you know, hearing about your perspectives and, and your approach and... Um, like, I think that you have actually been probably one of my biggest influences, at least more recently. Wow. Like, I was, like, really just trying to think about how much, who has actually spent time with me. Right. You know, talking about drums, cutting teeth in a way. Right. When it comes to drumming. And that's you, man. Yeah. I mean, so, and I remember, oh, like, when you. I first, when I first heard about your band, like I knew you, I knew you were a drummer. I remembered yeah. watching you play at church and, you know, spending time with you and your family. But when I heard you were in the band, I was like, okay, I got to go see these guys, <laughs> you know, and right off the bat, like I saw you play and it was mind blowing to me because I had never seen someone play that way. So hmm. right off the bat, I mean, you were kind of, uh, I mean, I didn't, I played a different style of music, but regardless, you were still yeah. an influence to me, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so... So I don't know who is necessarily my drum hero. If you were really to like say like, okay, who's the person who's had the biggest influence on you? I'd probably have to say like Dave Douglas. Yeah. From Reliant K. Was he the original drummer of Reliant K? He wasn't the original, but he was who most people consider the original. I think there was a guy named Steven there in like the self-titled album one and some of the EPs prior. But Dave came in at um, Anatomy of the Tongue and Cheek and then Mm -hmm. continued playing through most of their success, Ethan stepped in for a little bit there too. Dave's now back again. Um, oh, Dave's back in the band. Okay, that's what I was. Yeah, ask well, they you. don't really do a whole lot. Um, but right. the the last few tours, he's been back with them. Okay. Kind of the original like core three guys have been. Have that's been incredible. Um, so be so, Hoops, Tyson, and Douglas. Yeah. Yep. Th- okay. That's kind of in my mind who I consider like the three OGs of Reliant K. Like if K. you really break it down. Um, yeah. So, but his style, and it, I mean, I think you and I have actually talked about this before because I remember Caleb, when when you and I were hanging out a lot in um, what was it like, two thousand <laughs> or two thousand ten? Sorry, two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. Um, when you and I were hanging out a lot in those days, you were hanging out with Caleb as well, and Caleb's mm-hmm. also a Reliant K fan, mm-hmm. uh, pop punk fan in general. Yeah. Um, 
So you had a lot of exposure to Reliant K in those days. And so I think yeah. we were talking about just like, just some of the way, some of the, uh, the riffs and the things that Dave Douglas does when he approaches the kit. Like, you, you know, it was, it was cool having that yeah. conversation. Um, because it's yep. definitely his style has influenced my style immensely. Yep. I mean, I listen to Reliant K religiously and then my band all most of my bands have covered their songs and so like it's it's ridiculous actually how you know um yeah well but i don't yeah. know i, I he, they're such a great band they they are a great band that correct me if i'm wrong but was it the case that you wouldn't have been allowed quote unquote to listen to blink 182 or at least so, you wouldn't have been yeah maybe not allowed to? to buy their albums i definitely okay. had a lot of their music <laughs> yeah but relying one K way or another but a good Reliant alternative K was, yeah youth group that. approved yeah there you go sure. <laughs> same same with me yep and that's that that's the whole bottom line of this is like okay my parents wanted me to surround myself with people who um wouldn't bring me down you know like any good parent uh, mm. would do and so my world was somewhat small <laughs> and somehow I found my way yeah. to Joe Walmer's band practice and it was just like have you ever seen I don't know the analogy of like a a, a paper um, uh, picture well just just think about someone just stabbing through this through the ozone and letting a little light shine in Mm. Right. It's like it's like a blanket sky and someone goes, Whoop, I'm just going to let a little light shine. That's the way it felt when I found this style of music, progressive death metal, and actually met a local drummer who could show me how to do it. Yeah. It's like I had no way of accessing that. I mean, this is pre YouTube. This is like the era of LimeWire, I'd say right after Napster. But you, you had you could download stuff, but mm -hmm. I, it was just it, it was becoming more accessible. Yeah, it was it was becoming more accessible, but there wasn't the opportunity to just learn whatever you wanted to yeah, learn at any given chance, right? Um, so I could drive twenty minutes and learn that. And and um, I don't know. I I think that if you're listening to this and you're thinking in terms of the beginning of your plane, right? Like I think the people that you brought up, Tim, um, when you were talking about them, I thought of Jeff Oberholzer. Yeah, right. Who I share a, that one with you a too. Drummer at our our church growing up, and I. I idolized him because he's up mm -hmm. there playing drums, holding the band together, and you're just a kid who's just so excited about this thing. And the feeling I want to leave everyone with in switching from this topic to the Faye topic is try to, try to remember what it was like to see that drummer play. Try to go back to that Tony Royster Jr. Hi, I'm Tony Royster. I'm 12 years old, and I'm going to dedicate this old to the late great Tony Williams, right? The first time you saw that video or the first time you saw Mike Portnoy play or the first time you saw Rush, um, you know, it, you saw any drum performance that was just like, what? That's the way it felt to see Joe play. And it, yeah. and it, and it ignited something in me that has, that has yet to be put out that has yet to be extinguished. Try to find that person or that moment or that video or that uh, performance that did that for you mm -hmm. and identify with it. And if you have the opportunity to reach out to that person or go see that band or go find that video, you should do it. It's really cool to go back and, and, and see if it holds up. My yeah. guess is it will. And that you'll just be amazed that like you actually understand a lot of what's happening now all these years later. Yeah. But it's also like, wow, 
that is really amazing. I understand why it lit me up, mm-hmm. even though I didn't know anything. It still does that. Yeah. And not even for just nostalgic sake. It's like, this is incredible. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to actually like put out like a timeline from like when you started playing to now and just put little pins with drummer names on who was your idol and influence at that time because I yeah. I would that would be like this linear like <laughs> stretch of okay I really right. these guys who are not professionals they were just the drummers at my church but still had such a big influence on me and then you get into like you know Aaron Gillespie and Travis mm-hmm. Orban and mm-hmm. Travis Barker and <laughs> Matt mm-hmm. Griner you know Matt, it's like Matt it'd be Garska. interested just seeing yeah exactly you know you know Aaron Spears how many times did I watch that freaking uh, oh my god Usher video caught you know up. I mean caught up that go check that out right now if you're if you're yeah. listening to this <laughs> we <laughs> Aaron always Spears caught up on that my goodness uh, go that watch video. about a drummer 2006 <laughs> yeah. caught up uh, here's the link actually YZ four six three two <laughs> dot com. <laughs> like you know the exact you have it memorized URL. exactly because you watched it a thousand times yeah it's, it's crazy i mean i'm sure we could all do that like just pinpoint certain points of life where this drummer made some significant influence on our style of playing but it's wild man it's just uh it's insane yeah. but yeah but yeah i think it's well, definitely beneficial you, to kind for- of work your way back yeah Thank you for saying me. I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, of course, man. I don't take it lightly, and I get it because we've spent. I, there's no way that I've spent um, time with anybody else <laughs> talking about drums as much as I have with you. Right. Um, and that's really cool, you know, because we have different styles, but mm-hmm. we grew up in church together, loving drumming, and so yeah. Find a friend that find a friend that shares the same love that you do, and yeah. talk about it. It's that's right. A good thing. It's yeah. It's huge, man. It's huge. So yeah. we uh, we don't have a ton of time, so we're a little bit crunched right now. We've got about 10 minutes to bang out a faith topic, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak. Um, but play. I think we can keep it pretty simple um, because our faith topic is actually goals for uh, 2023. Um, mm-hmm. So, Matt, if I understand correctly, you had a, a drummer hangout brunch with uh, yeah. with some of the guys from your mattgrinderlessons.com uh, right. subscription. And yeah. um, and you had an interesting conversation. So I'm going to hand it over to you again just sure. to kind of, you know, I guess preface this uh, conversation. But Yeah, so um, that's correct. So I have mattgrinderlessons.com. It's an educational website I started prior to COVID, but in COVID I ramped it up, went subscription, and each month um, – you know, I have members who are paying to be a part of the, they can access the content, but I'd say more than that, people are there for the weekly drummer hangouts on Mm -hmm. Zoom. And also just the fact that they can get lessons and stuff with me. So I was like, that's, that's really amazing that we have people that have stuck with me for three years, much like this uh, podcast. And I want to, whoever can get together, I want to do something really simple where we just get together for breakfast. Well, the idea actually came from Travis Harwick, who's a friend of, of both Tim and I's, um, Tim and mine, Tim and me. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so I was like, Travis, what do you think about us just opening this up to whoever wants to come from my drumming website? He said, yeah, it'd be great. So we went to this place called Shady Maple. It classic. is a, it's an enormous classic buffet. Smorgasbord. Uh huh. That's exactly what it is. And we went there and we ate a lot of food. And there were there were uh, we had a nice group of people show up. Um, 
It was a lot of fun. But I, at the end of the breakfast, near the end of the breakfast, was like, hey, guys, I want to, I would love to know what is a word you would use to sum up 2022 and what is a goal that you have for 2023 that at the end of the year when we're doing this second annual drummer hangout breakfast uh, in, in early January 2024, you're looking back at 2023 saying, I'm glad I accomplished that. So looking back, what's one word to summarize 2022? And looking forward at 2023, what's a goal that you have? We went around and everyone talked about it. And the, the predominant idea for 2023 was growth. I want to get better. Hmm. And some of the people there weren't even drummers. So we talked about it. Well, what does that mean? And they said, well, I want to get healthier. I want to work out. That is a, a fairly common theme when you hit the New Year's resolution, you know, top 10. Yep. Um, but it, it expanded beyond that to like, I want to be, I want to spend more time doing this, or I would like to spend more time reading, or I would like to spend more time practicing drums. I thought that was pretty cool. So how do you make that a tangible um, line item that next year you can look at and say, I actually did that. So in other words, it's it's hard to say like, okay, I accomplished the goal of practicing more often. Well, how do you quantify that? So I thought it would be a good idea to both look back at 2022, summarize it in a word, and then 2023 say, here's a goal I would like to achieve since this is the first episode of mm -hmm. of the year. Yeah. So I'll go first. Um, 2022, I would summarize as redemptive. 2022 was a year of redemption for me in that I found the kind of relationship that I have always wanted to have. I have found someone that I can live my life with and um, someone that I can love and take care of and build something much greater with than anything I could have produced in and of myself. And um, to be loved by someone and cared by someone in the same way is just really amazing. So that would be 2022 would be a year of redemption. 23, um, my goal is to balance. Hmm. I didn't actually say this at the breakfast. I'm not sure what I said, um, if I said anything, but I would like to balance things in my life. And what I mean by that personally is I would like my practice time behind the kit to actually be more, not less, which means I'm balancing my life in a more efficient manner. Instead of me doing a lot more things and spending time on these other things, I'd like it to be a balance of the things that are the most important. Yeah. Practicing drums, spending time with my wife and my family, spending time with God and in community with people, uh, you know, volunteering and, 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 and learning with each other. Hmm. So that would be my goal for 2023. I love that, man. That's awesome. Balance is a really good one. I actually considered that word as well <clears throat> for, uh, for 2022. And I don't want this to come across negative cause it wasn't all negative, but mm -hmm. my word for 2022 was busy. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, constantly saying, man, I am so busy. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I almost to the point where it's like, I felt, I, f 
I was putting words in other people's mouths to the point yeah. where I was like, like as soon as I said, I said, I know, I know, I say that all the time. Everyone's busy. I get it. I I need yeah. to stop. Like I was catching myself. I need to stop saying I'm busy because everyone knows this already, and mm-hmm. everyone's busy. Just mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but busy would be the word. And I think, um, and I've only been thinking about this since you sent me these ideas this morning, but I think my, my word for this year is going to be inspire. Mm. Um, and the reason for that is, you know, every, I mean, every new year I come up with a, with, with a goal to, to play more drums, to write more music, um, you know, to, to spend more time with family, to, you know, be less busy, (laughs) whatever. Um, but what I'm realizing is like with, with everything that, as busy as I am, I like this year specifically. I I kind of um, found myself getting agitated more often. I would mm-hmm. get frustrated more often. I get annoyed specifically with like my kids and my family more quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, and and that I don't want that. Um, and and so part of that is just going to be balance, like you said, mm-hmm. just being able to. Uh, schedule myself out accordingly so that I'm not hitting that point where I have nothing left and I just, you know, get frustrated. But I think a lot of that too is by just making a conscious, conscious effort to, um, to be someone like, like early on in life, I realized how fulfilling it was to like make someone's day. Whenever someone mm-hmm. would say, oh man, you made my day. Like that made me feel really good. Mm-hmm. And that kind of propelled me through the rest of the day. So I set a goal early on in life to like try to make someone's day every day because it's like, it's great for them. It's great for me. It's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Um, and so recently I took our own advice from the podcast and I've been uh, reaching out to people, whoever's like on my mind. A number of you listening have probably gotten voice texts from me um, with just some encouraging message. You know, I'll, mm. I'll think about what it is about that person that I really like and what do I think they would like to hear today um, with full sincerity. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll send them a voice message. And I want to continue doing that because I think it's um, I think it's inspiring to other people. But I also want to be the type of person for my kids and for my wife where my actions and how I respond to things um, inspire them as opposed mm-hmm. to like I don't want – like I was even thinking like my son was talking my ear off yesterday while I was trying to watch the Cowboys game. And I got so annoyed and I was like, dude, just play by yourself. Just be quiet. Um, and I, and you know, and I was like thinking to myself, like, I don't want him to feel like he can't talk to his dad Uh ever. I want him to feel like he can always come to me and talk to me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to be the type of person that is attentive to them and inspires them to be their best selves and to be who they are. I can coach, I can direct, I can lead, but I also want to be able to inspire. And so I think that's my word for this year. And it doesn't just apply to my family. I want to be an inspiration to everybody. And maybe that means posting more drum content to inspire more people to post drum content or to get them back on the kit. I mean, even after this conversation, talking about like heroes, you know, I'm thinking like, man, my heroes inspire me uh-huh. to to be better and to try harder and and uh-huh. I want to be that for other people you know like that's mm-hmm. that's how that's how I want to uh, live mm-hmm. my life um, so I think this year my word is inspire for that reason it's mm-hmm. great yeah that's great man well if you're listening to this uh, I'm sure that as we've been talking you've been thinking and mm-hmm. uh, I encourage you just to 
think about it and then make it a thing. And by make it a thing, I mean go to your computer or grab a notepad and actually write it down and file it. And set a reminder on your phone the first of every month or every two weeks to go and look at it and remind yourself of what it is. And um, when it when it gets to the middle of the year or the middle of the week or whatever the, the down moment is, um, try to remember what it would be like in January 2024 if you look back and you actually did that thing. That's mm-hmm. what it takes. It's really up to you. You can wait for the thing um, that usually changes you, which for a lot of people is um, a tragedy or yeah. loss or death to make a change, or you can actually start to do that now so that when you face that thing, it's not as challenging because you've already built something great. You've already started the thing in motion. So I would encourage you to do that. And um, you'll tell you what, if you have any uh, thing that you'd like to post that's not too personal, put it up on social media and tag us. Yeah. And uh, that way we can see it. I guess the easiest way to do that would just be hashtag... Holy Ghost Notes, or at us on Instagram, yeah. and uh, and we'll certainly see that. We'd love to, we'd love to know. Yeah, you know what? I would love for every single one of you listening, if you come up with a word, send it to me. I want to hear it. I want to hear what your words are. And if you want to share an explanation as to why, that'd be great. Otherwise, just post the word, and I'll know what you what you mean. So find it, find the uh, the album cover posts on Instagram or Facebook, or shoot us an email, Matt and Tim at theholyghostnotes.com. Either way, we'd love to hear what your words are, because um, uh, that's going to inspire me mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, live up to mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> but with that being said, a nice segue, the people who inspire me the most right now in, in regards to this podcast are our inner circle community. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you've heard us talk about it a lot. And if you listen to this podcast, you have certainly heard us talk about it, but it's a community underneath the podcast through our Patreon, patreon.com slash Holy Ghost Notes. And they're just the greatest group of people supporting us financially and spiritually and emotionally and a number of other ways. Um, continuing the conversation uh, post-peace, as we like to say. Um, so uh, That's right. if you're interested in supporting the podcast, being a part of our community, check out patreon.com slash holyghostnotes. There's a bunch of different tiers. And I actually have a few new shout-outs to some new uh, Inner Wonderful. Circle members over the last month. So shout-out to Brad Strickland, Shane mm-hmm. Phillips, and Charles Fox. Welcome to the Inner Circle, fellas. Incredible. Great to have you here. Looking forward to getting to know you guys. Awesome. This is great. Tim, I'm sorry for the workload you have ahead of you. Oh, it's okay. It'll be a pleasure. A a true delight, even. A true delight. Truly. I like that. All right. Well, thanks for listening. It has been a delight, truly. And uh, we will (laughs) see you in two weeks. That's right. (laughs) See you guys. Peace.